20, the 10, the 5, the 30. Rosalie Jackson was caught at the 30. Julio Humphrey deliver body blow after body blow after body blow. The team just wants to absolutely beat you up. There are threats all over the field for these Georgia Bulldogs. You're listening to Between the Hedges with your host, Russ. Good morning, all you Between the Hedges fans. Happy Friday. Do we have a great show in store for you all today? Today we're going to talk about quarterback needs to be ready and the Bulldog spread. All this and more on Between the Hedges podcast. Don't go anywhere. Between the Hedges is brought to you by Dogs and More isn't your normal hot dog stand. Dogs and More serves gourmet hot dogs, hamburgers, and grilled cheese. Also, their floats are no joke either. They are located in Ringan, Georgia. Go to our website and under sponsors, click Dogs and More. Believe me, their dogs are off the leash. It's gonna be a good day. Look out from behind. Got the pass away. He threw a strike. And McConkey. McConkey. Touchdown, Georgia. 41 yards. Welcome, all you wonderful listeners. We finally made it to Friday. Thank you to all you loyal listeners and to any new listeners that we may have. I want to say hello and thank you for listening to Between the Hedges podcast. While you're here, go ahead and click that follow button so you can be kept up to date on all our episodes. Please be sure to click the follow button as well so that you can be kept up to date on the latest episodes of Between the Hedges. While you're there, go ahead and make sure your notification is turned on. If you would like to reach us, there are a few options available for you. One option is to click the See More on the podcast description, and you will see our email address listed there. It is bthfpodcast at gmail.com. Also, we have a website link in there, too. If you click on that and scroll down to the bottom, then you will see a Send Message button. Click on that, and then you can send us a message of your thoughts on the podcast and maybe topics you would like to hear. Our last option is to call into the podcast by dialing 706-389-0770. If you want your message to be played over the podcast, then we ask you please keep it professional. We want to hear from our fans. Remember, this is a podcast by the fans for the fans. Also, we're on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube if you want to check us out there as well. Today's podcast is going to be awesome, and we can't wait to get it started. Let's get this thing rolling. Between the Hedges is brought to you by... Dog Swap. If you love custom frames, then you are going to love their designs. Dog Swap has all sorts of custom frames, from Sports Illustrated to photos and more. Go to our website and under our sponsor section, click Dog Swap and get your one-of-a-kind custom sports frame ordered today. Welcome back, Between the Hedges fans. We're going to go ahead and dive right into our first segment this morning. So Carson Beck has done everything that's been asked of him to this point. He's led Georgia to an unbeaten record keeping the offense humming even without Brock Bowers being available for the past two weeks. This Saturday, Beck can potentially check off another key Georgia goal because a win over Georgia, a win over Ole Miss would give Georgia the SEC East. Now remember, if the Tigers beat the Vols this Saturday, then it will clinch us for the SEC championship. Along with our win against Ole Miss, it will surely put us in the college football playoff. Now, with this being the last year that we have divisions, it is going to be interesting to see how next year plays out. There's been a lot of controversy over the SEC championship game because they use our game to decipher the college football brackets. 
which is not really fair to some of the SEC teams, especially if they were ranked one and two in the division and they lose in the SEC championship game and then they drop out of the college football playoff. The problem with this is, is that our SEC championship game should not even really be affiliated with the college football committee, but it does. It's been a huge controversy for so many years. So next year, the divisions are going away. We're no longer going to have an East and a West. We're going to have all of us on one bracket, and the top two teams will be decided as to who goes to the SEC championship game. Now, there's been some informational given out throughout the process. I'm still trying to decipher it myself, but from what I've heard, I've heard two different types of stories. One, I've heard we're no longer going to have an SEC championship game, which I find that hard to believe because there is so much money that is made out of that game especially for Atlanta, Georgia, but not even that for the college football teams that, that make it to the championship because the game winnings go to one the winning team and then the losing team gets a portion of that as well too. So both universities make some seriously good money in that game. I personally think that they need to hold the game after the college football playoff because if they do that, then they can no longer use the winning of that game to decipher who goes to the playoff. Uh, that's just my theory. It's my thought. I think that would be a great thing to do. It would also give us a cool little treat to watch a football game after the 8th of January. Am I right? Come on. I know I can't be the only one that's thinking that, correct? So what do y'all think about that? Do y'all think that they're going to allow for that to happen? Or do you think they'll just have it at the beginning of uh, December like they usually do or the end of December? And then that deciding factor can be weighed into the college football playoff? You know, it makes you wonder. But but overall, either way, whichever they decide, I, I'm sorry, I got a topic there, but anyway, either way they decide, it'll be a good thing for them either way, before the playoff or after the playoff. Now, here is something that we are not anticipating about this game coming Saturday. Has anybody been looking at the weather? The weather is looking like it may take a turn for some nasty, rainy stuff. Now, they are predicting that we get some rain this afternoon, this Saturday. I'm kind of hoping it'll come early on and then go away and just do what it always does here in Georgia, which just has a muggy afternoon. But that's just my thoughts. We'll have to keep an eye on that weather, and hopefully tomorrow we'll have a good game day. So we are going to need Beck to be on his best performance for this game. We need our quarter Beck to be on his best performance for this game. You don't like what I did there, right? Huh? I thought so. Not just in his reads and checks, but in how he leads the Georgia football team into a pivotal November game. Kirby Smart said his leadership to continue to improve and exert his confidence and put his touch on his personality with those guys is something. He's into all the ball stuff. He could be cleaner some things in the pocket. He could be cleaner on some protection things, but he's going to make mistakes because we put him in a position to make three to four decisions every play. So he's not going to be perfect, but I can accept that. I just want him to continue to grow as a leader and commanding of the offense. On the season so far, though, Beck has completed 72% of his passes this season. He's also thrown for 250 yards in every game, while tossing 16 touchdowns to four interceptions. If there is one area that Beck could improve on is with his deep ball passing. Beck has thrived picking teams apart, but the deep ball is the one area of the game that hasn't completely clicked yet. But I can tell you, when it does click, he is going to be dynamite. ESPN's Jordan Reed wrote one spot where I've seen some inconsistency in his ball placement on downfield throws. Beck has completed 39% of his passes thrown 20-plus yards with 41 attempts. 
and his 34.1% off his target rate on such passes ranks 63rd in the FBS. Now, it is interesting to say that Reed has Beck ranked as his number five quarterback prospect for 2024 NFL draft cycle. Now, as of right now, they have him as a day two pick, but I feel like to me, I, I've I made this comment before that if Beck wins the national championship, I think he may try to come back to the Georgia Bulldogs because I feel like he would like to do what Bet, uh, Bennett did, which is try to go two for two. If we do not win the national championship, and that's a big if, big, big, big if, if we don't win it, I believe that Beck could go into the draft. I feel like his chances of thinking that he'll come back again and make much more progress is diminishing, even though I think he would do great if he came back again. Uh, I still feel like I'd see him coming back to try to go to the NFL draft. That's just my thoughts, though. Again, guys, nobody has said anything. Nobody has told me anything. That's just my thinking, just like I told you that I think that Georgia Bulldog and the Florida Seminoles are going to be playing each other in the college football championship, because I still feel that's going to happen. We'll see. But uh, just again, throwing that out there. But as of right now, again, they have him as a day two pick. Now, Saturday will be his 10th career start. Only his 10th career, guys. That's all he's been playing is 10th career start. That's it. That's not a lot of career starts. And for a person to be at his caliber already for only 10 game starts, that says something. A win and a strong win showing could only improve his standings with the NFL decision makers. Now, Beck could be getting some key pieces back this week, too, now. Amarius Mims continues to get closer to seeing the field, while there has been some optimism that Bowers could possibly play this week, guys. I told you all this the other day. I said, what if he was keeping Brock Bowers as an ace in the hole? Now, I was thinking the Tennessee game. They're thinking it might be this weekend. Can you imagine? Going out there in the morning and being, or that, I'm sorry, going out there that night to the game, you sitting in your stadium, you wouldn't probably be able to see it if you were halfway up. You'd probably be down at the bottom of first, second, and third row, maybe the seventh or eighth row. If you have binoculars, you might. And you're watching the players play, and you look down, and you see Brock Bowers wearing his pads. I'm telling y'all, I think Brock Bowers might be in his pads. Just saying. That's right, I took a sip of coffee on that one. I had to think about that for a minute. Brock Bowers might be in pads. I would be shocked if he wasn't in pads. I'll say it like that. Uh, And I might regret saying that. Uh, If I come back on Monday, I'll be apologizing. But I can see Brock Bowers in pads. I can. But we'll have to see. Now, mind you, it would be a limited role at best. But Bowers is someone still capable of helping Beck and George's offense. Maybe one or two plays here or there, some small stuff. Just maybe even being a, a man in to, to throw people off. With Brock on the sidelines, even if he doesn't play, he's a very good coach to the players. He offers some great team advice and great uh, uh, motivational, uh, pivotal moment uh, messages and speeches. He was very impactful against the Missouri game being on the sidelines. Regardless of whether the star tight end plays or not, the Bulldogs will need a strong game from Beck. I know that if Beck can deliver the same level he has in the last games, then we should be okay. The main thing he will need to do is use a level of focus with the plays and not allow for the defense to get into his head. Who knows? Maybe we'll see some long plays. Maybe he'll have the opportunity. I know he tried to set it up with the Tigers, but they were coming at him too fast for those long plays. He wasn't able to get um, that much time in the pocket to throw it. The offense to, uh, offensive line wasn't able to hold the defense back. But if he focuses on the snap and the play at action, he will be a dynamite, guys, I'm telling you.
But that's my thoughts. I mean, that's just the way I think. The biggest thing about this weekend would be if Brock Bowers shows up in pads. And if he does, if anything, I I had a thought. I said, you know, if Bowers shows up in pads, that might give Beck the hope that he's got a good game again. And then Curry Smart just keeps him on the sideline, like telling Beck, he's about to come in. Just keep playing good. Keep playing good. He's about to come in. He's going to come in. He's going to come in. That was my smart impersonation. But, yeah. I don't know, guys. I, I, I still feel like to me that if he plays ba- Bowers this weekend, he's taking a chance at ruining it for him in the future. Because if he pulls him in too early and he ain't quite ready yet, then we lose our opportunities against Tennessee. We lose our opportunities against the SEC championship game. We lose our opportunities against the college football playoff. It's just my thoughts. I think if we can afford to, I think we need to hold on to Beck for one more weekend. If we can. I mean, obviously, if Beck's able to. And and we're down and out. We need a good play. I could see him throwing back in. Maybe a couple flea flickers, a couple special plays, a couple tosses. You know, maybe a couple runs. Nothing really hard, nothing strenuous. Anything to run the risk of him getting injured again. Because ultimately, you got to think about this young man's career. That's what's important. But that's just my opinion. What's your, th- what's your thoughts? You know you guys can go to our website. You can send us a message there. You can also call us at 706-389-0770. When we come back, we're going to talk about the spread. Don't go anywhere. Between the Hedges is brought to you by CB Tumblers. You ever wish you could have a custom tumbler? Well, now you can. CB Tumblers can make you any custom tumbler from a bulldog design or a tie-dye, whichever you like. Whatever you can think of, they can make it. Go to our website and under our sponsor section, click CB Tumblers and get your custom tumbler ordered today. Welcome back, Between the Hedges fans. So, Georgia is set to play Ole Miss tomorrow, guys. We've been waiting for this all week. We've talked about it. We've done our studies. We've done our research. We've done our theories. We've done our our, our, our conference talks with the coaches and stuff. Now it's time that we look and let's see what the spread is. Now, if you've not had a chance to check it out yet, here we go. You're sitting down. You're ready. Take your cup of coffee. Sip first. All right, here we go. The Bulldogs are predicted to win against Ole Miss by 10.5 points. Yikes. That was not the kind of spread I was hoping for. I honestly was thinking 14.5, maybe even 12.5, but they're saying a 10.5. So that means that we're looking at a field goal and a touchdown and possibly maybe a safety or two. So we are looking at one touchdown and a field goal, guys, to put us ahead. That's it. This is going to probably be a very close game. I, I, I kind of knew that Ole Miss was a tough team. We talked about their offense. We talked about how explosive it was. So now we have an idea exactly about how many points they're going to possibly have against us. We've really got to get this game at the beginning. We cannot wait and take a chance at our second half comeback. I, I I do believe that. If we can't get the game in the first half, if we can't get that game strong, I believe Ole Miss will get a few touchdowns on us in the first half. If we cannot tighten that gap. And we can't make any mistakes in this game. And if we do make some, we need to recover with the points of our own. They're predicting a score of 34-24. to 24. That's just the 10 points right there. I, I mean, that's not a large margin. It really isn't. I know people think that it's a, a, a it's better than losing, and it is better than losing, but I consider at least two touchdowns a large margin, in my opinion. I do. Because even if you think about it, even if they do get two touchdowns, and then we come down to where it's just a field goal to win the game, 
Not saying our kicker can't do it, but I would feel a whole lot safer knowing if we had a touchdown gap versus a field goal gap. I don't know about y'all. I don't like field goal gaps. Field goals are are a gamble because a field goal can be missed just by as simple as freezing the kicker. We've seen it happen many times. The Gators have done it against us. LSU's done it before. You know, we've seen teams utilize that timeout freeze on the kicker in situations that happen to be a deciding factor. I don't want a field goal difference. I believe, too, if we can't get at least a two-touchdown lead against these guys, I have a feeling that they're going to use this weekend to knock us down the ranks a little bit more. Even though we are undefeated, we need at least two touchdown leads. I would be happy with a two-touchdown lead. I would be happy with a 41 or 40, uh, uh, 42 to 20, 24 uh, point spread. I would be happy with a 42-24 score. That one I'd be happy with. But a 34-24, that's a little close for me. I just I, I know a one touchdown lead is different, but I mean that's just a matter of a Hail Mary and a pass, and bam, they got a point, and now we're tied going in overtime. And I don't want an overtime this weekend. I don't know about y'all. I don't want one. This is the first time that we'll be facing off against a conference team with this close of a win. We've had marginal wins over our last FCC teams that we played this season. This is the closest gap. Keep that in mind, guys. The closest gap, and we're playing an explosive offense, an explosive defense. Kiffin is very good coach. Smart said it. Saban said it. You've heard everybody say it. Kiffin is not one to take lightly. Even Smart said this was going to be a hell of a challenge this weekend. He said it. This is going to be the time where we need to buckle up and we need to tighten our gaps. Our line of scrimmage needs to be tight. We can't let nobody through. Our defense needs to be the defensive pass. We need to have that defense we had last season that let nobody through. The defense that would sack like crazy. Dart is going to be our key focus on defense. He's got the feet and he's got the throw. We need to watch the safeties. We need to watch our open pockets. We need to make sure that there's nobody downfield. And on top of it, we got to watch Dart. we got a challenge ahead of ourselves this weekend. We do. We saw Missouri. We saw Cook. Cook had some feet, too. Cook was running, too. He had the potential. We were very lucky last weekend. That was a good game last weekend. This weekend's going to be even a better game. It's going to be a fight to fight. We're going to be fighting for this game this weekend. So we cannot allow for Ole Miss to get in our heads. We have to focus. We cannot allow those types of tactics to matter. We got to watch our flags, watch our penalties. Remember, we were the fewest penalty team of the season. And in one game, that changed. Now, you might be sitting there saying, well, that wasn't our fault. That was the ref's fault. And I'll agree with you. I don't think that a lot of those calls were on us. Some of those calls were bad calls. But they were still calls, and we can't do nothing about that. We got to keep focusing and keep moving forward and keep looking ahead and, uh, and, and looking at the next game. Like, like Kirby Smart says, what's, up? what's the next game? What's the next game? We need to dominate them. We have to have our game faces on. We need the fans to show up this Saturday at Sanford Stadium. So if you're planning on going to the game this weekend and you're listening to this podcast, please listen to me. If you're financially able to afford tickets, if you're financially able to go, take a blowhorn. 
And I want you to make as many noise, as much noise as you can on that old Miss. We want to see some false snaps, some false starts, some missed snaps. We need to have the fans have got to show up this weekend because I'm telling you, Kirby Smart has said it before. You fans, us fans, we make the difference in the game. Guys, football is the only sport where the fans still have an impact in the game. We're not talking baseball heckling here when you maybe have a chance of having the pitcher get in his head and he throws some bad strikes. That's one or two hecklers. We're talking about the whole stadium has to get behind the football team. It's called college spirit. I mean, shoot, even the old college football games on the PS uh, uh, stations, they would, uh, they would have that college spirit because you would sit there playing the away team, and if they were loud, you had a hard time finding the ball snap to throw where the ball was going to go. If they're going to put that in the game to give you the simulation of what the players go, go through in real life, that right there should tell you that the atmosphere makes a difference. Coaches plan on the atmosphere. Kirby Smart's planning on the fans of the Georgia Bulldogs to show up. So, just from one Bulldog fan to another, let's show up this weekend and let's show out. Let's show our Georgia Bulldogs support the national championships too. Winning national championships. The undefeated, undisputed Georgia Bulldogs. 26-0, 10-0. Let's make it 11-0 and 27-0 after this weekend, guys. Come on. I believe in the Georgia Bulldog spirit. I believe in our fans. We have... Some Bulldog fans, I believe in you all. I do. I believe in each and every one of you that listen to this podcast, that you are the heart and soul of this team. The college football players stand behind you, the coaches stand behind you, and I stand behind you. We got this, guys. I still believe we are a good team. I still believe we have a chance at beating Ole Miss this weekend. And I hope that when we come back on Monday morning, you won't be seeing me eat humble crow pie and say, I'm sorry I was wrong, we lost. But I feel very confident we've got this win this weekend. It's going to be a close win. Probably one of the closest we've had all season. Actually, probably, thinking back, probably the closest one we've had in three seasons. Because remember, we dominated pretty good last year and the year before last. This will be the closest game we've had in a while. This is going to remind us of those nail-biting, ear-pulling, spouse-hitting moments. Just saying. That's why it's so important for our atmosphere at the stadium we got to have that atmosphere. we got to create it. That's just my thoughts, my opinions. You know how it goes. If you guys think I'm wrong, let me know. Send me some comments. To the comments is what they say. To the comments. I want to know what y'all think, but that's just my thoughts. So far, I feel like I'm pretty, pretty spot on about that stuff, but we'll see. So don't forget you can go to our website. Click send a message. The website link is in the podcast description below. You can also call us at 706-389-0770. We'll be back on Between the Hedges podcast. Don't go away. Between the Hedges is brought to you by... Sarah, the wax boss for Sensi. You have a hair lady, nail lady, and maybe a massage lady. But do you have a wax lady? They are more than just warmers and wax cubes. Their products range from inside the home to inside your car, as well as your pets. Go to our website and under the sponsor section, click Sarah, the wax boss for Sensi and get your Sensi ordered today. Michelle's Custom Design. They make all sorts of custom sports wreaths, Christmas wreaths, and or signs. They can customize your order to your likings. Go to our website and under our sponsors section, click on Michelle's Custom Design to see what they have to offer. It's not too late to get your Georgia Bulldog sports wreath ordered today.
Welcome back, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Between the Hedges. Be sure to share these episodes with your friends and family. Also, if you haven't had a chance to follow our podcast yet, then go ahead and click that follow button. It's really simple. You just click follow. Also, don't forget to turn on the notifications so you are kept up to date with all the latest news from Between the Hedges. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so by going to the website. The link is in the podcast description below. When you click on it, you can go down to the bottom of the website and send us a message. Also, you can call us at 706-389-0770. Leave us a message, and if it is professional, then we will play it on the podcast. Well, I hope you all have a great day today, and we will see you all next week on Between the Hedges. Go dogs! Go dogs! Thank you.